Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You, Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls at Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Catherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to talk about situations that involve bad bosses. We know that's one of the favorite topics out there. Um, We're going to start with a question from someone whose incompetent boss just got fired, Uh, but she fears that his replacement may be worse. Mm -hmm. So uh, then we're going to come back during the second part of the podcast, and we're going to discuss what managers can do when they think they've been doing a good job, but their employees suddenly turn on them. Ooh, wow. Those are hot topics. We know that working for unskilled or bad bosses of any kind makes work so much more stressful. I hope our listeners will send more questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Logan, what's our question? I work at a very fast-paced company as the coordinator of a team whose job it is to package and distribute products. We have to meet a certain quota of packages every day, and we constantly feel pressure to meet that quota. My boss is a nice guy, but extremely incompetent. I spend half of my day doing his job, and the other half managing my team. I just learned that he is being terminated and will be replaced with another supervisor. While I'm tired of doing my job and his, I'm also afraid that his replacement will be even worse. How do I prepare for this change? I mean, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. They may not be worse. uh, That's right. But I'm just wondering if you can go um, to HR. I'm wondering if you can have some input in who the next manager is going to be. If um, they're hiring, maybe they'll allow you to do some interviewing. Um, If it's just somebody else that you're going to be under, maybe they'll allow you to have some say. Yeah. So I just think it's worth going to somebody above you. Mm-hmm. to get some, you know, see if you can give feedback. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even find out if someone already has been cast in the role mm-hmm. and what that person's history is. Right. Yeah. I think what's interesting about this, just from a psychological psychological point of view, is it's sort of the devil you know versus, you know, yeah. the yeah. devil you don't. And this does not sound like a highly functional situation to begin with doing mm-hmm. your boss's job because they are so incompetent. But you can be afraid, and it can, even it can be scary that if you have a better boss, that somehow they may find fault with what you've been doing. Mm. You know, if you're in, if you've been doing things a certain way for a certain period of time. Right. That's right. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I always think it's fresh, you know, when you get a new manager, you can have, it's a fresh start. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, you know, the last one was incompetent. I would get to know this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, spend some time understanding what their expectations are and, you know, learn a little bit about them, but don't badmouth your old boss. That's right. Right? (laughs) Because that doesn't make you look good. No. Unless they say, I've heard. Right. You know, that I'm in in replacing someone who wasn't very good. I still would not say, oh, you have no idea. I would just say, well, tell me what your style is, how you like to manage. Yeah. Could you look over your job description again and ask this new boss if the description is the same or different? Oh, that's... Yeah, I think you're sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I was also thinking you could maybe, it may be hard to envision this, but you could also consider what it might be like to have a competent boss. Like, mm. what would that mean for you? What could it mean for the way that you do, would do your, if you had the time to do your job because you're not doing your boss's job, right? how would you actually spend your time? Mm-hmm. And then is there a way that you can manage up so that you get to do that? Right. Right. So if you, if it were someone who understand, understood the, the work that you do, would it be that you meet with them on a weekly basis? We always talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. And w- that you uh, share with them what your goals are for your team and that you talk about the situations that you could use help with just mm-hmm. to see. I mean, I think it's good to like stretch your own mind to see what it would be right. like to have an actual decent manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to give them a chance. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. You can't, you know, walk in, no, you know, assuming it's going to be bad. Right. Yeah. That never works. All right. Well, let's look at it from the manager's perspective. Uh What if you thought you were doing a really good job and your employees suddenly turn on you? Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to roll out a couple of things. One, first of all, your employees don't just turn on you unless they have a reason. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, this sounds like someone who wasn't getting much feedback. There's a problem. So if you haven't built a strong team, yeah, um, there may be many reasons why your team turns on you. One is um, <clears throat> they didn't feel heard. Another mm. is maybe there's some grudges that have been building up. Mm-hmm. Can't ignore those. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't trust you. Maybe you haven't shown that you're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you haven't shown them respect. Maybe you haven't valued their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you haven't provided clear direction. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at your behavior before you assume that the team, you know, was at war with you or like they're the ones that that's right that are pulling this. There may be a good reason why they're turning on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there usually is. I've I actually I've read about and I've seen some horror movies, where, <laughs> you know, where people you know have an objective to turn on the boss. But usually, yeah. it's the it's boss. Rare. Yeah, it's the boss. So it sounds like the the key component, which would be hard when someone turns on you, is to try to have an open mind about what you may have done that's led to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you know, figure it out, understand what happened, that their perception mm-hmm. um, is that they have to turn on you. Mm-hmm. So I would go, you know, you got to be, you got to be open to understanding what it be. And you may even know what it is, but just didn't know what to do about it. Right. Yeah. That's usually the case. Or sometimes uh, managers feel that, you know, they're the boss and they can do what they want. It doesn't matter if there's grudges or, yeah. <clears throat> or if they don't feel there's a clear direction, they just follow you. So yeah. I've seen right. bad managers don't take the time to really you know, put the work in. Mm-hmm. So if you got to own that. Right. Well, and you have to demonstrate that you are willing to own it and that you're willing to do things differently, it sounds like. Well, I think it could be repaired, possibly. Uh-huh. I don't know how far it's gone, but it could be repaired by you acknowledging it and owning it. Have mm-hmm. you seen that before, Kathy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen bad managers, but they haven't, you know, been horrendous, but they were, it was caught at a time when it was still repairable. It depends on how long this has been going on. And by the time (laughs) employees turn on you, it could be a while because that's not an easy thing to do. People don't just turn quickly. Yeah. So you should be circulating your resume shortly after this encounter. (laughs) 
looking for uh, yeah. next opportunities. Yeah, I probably. don't think you probably got the best package. So <laughs> they look to get rid of people like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're going to have to figure this out. And, you know, obviously you try to repair it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think a willingness... It's interesting because it's if we look at the employee's role in this, it's that they were quiet and didn't speak up sooner, right, mm-hmm. or earlier. And so they probably have a co- accumulated uh, resentment. Right. And that can be hard to work with, too. I mean, yeah. I've seen people hold grudges and resentments for quite some time. Maybe you mispromised a promotion or... Mm-hmm. Um, or, yes. or ways that didn't come through, or maybe a peach piece of work you promised and yeah. then forgot about it and didn't do it, mm-hmm. or maybe they were having an issue with somebody in another department and you didn't help them. Right. I mean, there's so many reasons why grudges right. develop in the workplace, and it's hard for me to believe they didn't try to tell you. Yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. that's hard for me to believe because I don't think that's the first thing people do is go above you. And turn you in. I think they do try to communicate. Right. Were you open? Were you not open? Were you not into listening? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got to do a little soul searching here. Yeah. And I think you mentioned something that um, we have witnessed before, and it's that notion of sometimes someone in a management role will over promise, Mm -hmm. make promises that they then later even may forget that they made. And that is really dangerous uh, just in terms of. Big heaping piles of resentment. Yeah. <laughs> right, because the employees don't forget. They don't. Right? Or yeah. a manager may be um, like conflict averse and yeah. think like, oh, I can let that thing mm-hmm. slide because I right. don't want to deal with it and That's that right. thing slide and then these things kind of snowball yeah. into bigger. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. You could be passive aggressive mm-hmm. with your staff. There's so many behaviors that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to own it and acknowledge it and make changes is fine. But yeah. somehow you didn't allow that feedback in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to have to take a serious look at that. Right. So I don't think this happens very quickly. That's my no, I agree. feeling on that. Um that sounds so that's good. Anything else? Said no, it? I was just going to say, I think I was just, you know, how I love to summarize. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Please do. Well, because I think what we're talking about is the willingness to, if something like this happens, uh, the willingness to stop and consider what your role is, what may have happened, being curious and being willing to ask, and also being willing that maybe it's too late. Mm-hmm. That if it is, if you made mistakes that you haven't been informed of and they were repeated, that it may be a burnt bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also a lesson to understand that maybe your management style didn't fit that company, didn't yeah. fit that team, or maybe it doesn't fit anywhere. You know, <laughs> and, but maybe you shouldn't be a manager, <laughs> right? There's, right. It, there's um, definitely some soul searching that has to go on if that if that were to happen. I think I don't think it's an accident. Yeah, that's right. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2 and follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. If you want to receive our podcast email, which we send out every Wednesday, text us at 228-28 and type in MyCrazyOffice. That's all one word, MyCrazyOffice. And finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.